Hi, this is Mike. This is Russ. And this is Matt, and you're listening to the first Empty Spiral podcast of 2014. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, indeed. So, how are you guys? Um, good, thank you. I've been working hard, and now it's the New Year. What, you're working hard to the New Year, or you're now working hard because of the New Year? Well, I've not had any time off this Christmas. I've been in for the full stretch, keeping everything going at work. Oh, keeping the wheels turning and all that. Yes, yes. Did you get up to anything, you know, in between working? Um, well, I went to my friends at New Year and was out till five, so that was quite good. Oh, you dirty stuff out here. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Um, I've I've had quite a good time actually. Yeah, I've I'm been off this week. Uh, just sort of put my feet up really, not doing a lot. Cool. And New Year's was good. Went out for a meal. Uh, great food. Terrible service. They didn't get a tip. Uh, but yeah, it was it was entertaining. Bit of alcohol, not too much, you know. But uh, being an adult now and all that, uh, <laughs> Christmas was good, you know, with the family, etc. How about you, Russ? Me, lot was can't complain. So uh, I've been mostly just chilling out and just caught up on the uh, latest episode of Sherlock today. So uh, looking forward to the next one of that. Really? Yes, I saw that yesterday. Actually, it's good, isn't it? It is, it is. It's anyone who's not seen it, it's, you know, it maintains the elements of Sherlock, but adds a modern twist, but in a good way, unlike sort of, uh, you know, say Superman Returns. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah, <laughs> I, a slightly different kind of plot there, but yeah. Yeah, I like Sherlock, actually, and I, I the first two series were very good, and this one's quite funny, actually, the first one of the third series. I, I get a sense that the uh, the writers have kind of poking the fun at the fans that have spent the last 18 months or however long it's been speculating on how Sherlock survived. And they were just, I got a sense of having a bit, a bit of a, a stab at all of us for, for overthinking it maybe, but it was quite entertaining nonetheless. I did. I did have 50 pence on the fact that he'd been cloned, but I guess I lost that one. I'm guessing that was one of the 13 options. Yeah. Uh, well, it was going to be a time with Doctor Who. That should have been the Christmas special, you see, but no, they let it pass. Maybe next year. All right, now, I reckon, not that I'm a Doctor Who fan, but I reckon that if uh, Benedict Cumberbatch had not been Sherlock Holmes, I reckon he would have been right at the top for uh, for Doctor Who, you know, right top of the list. Because he's got a kind of Doctor who kind of bit off weird kind of look. Geekiness. Kind of, He's a young it. man's Tom Baker. That's what you're saying, really. Well, it? I suppose that could be true. So I don't know. I'm not enough of a Doctor Who fan to know what if that even means anything. <laughs> um, but no, no, that was quite good. Um, what else have I been doing? I've been catching up on a few TV shows, uh, but mostly rewatching Fringe because I find myself doing that far too often. Um, yeah, and, and that then is re- on my list. Sorry, that is on my list. I've still never seen it, but I've heard good things about it. Oh, I'm a big fan. It's my favourite TV show. It's all good. It's all good. Now we've got 2014. Where has 2013 gone? I don't feel that I got my money's worth out of 2013. I don't know about you guys, but it just went, didn't it? it just flew yeah. through, and it was and it was gone. What Crazy. is going on? It's just I didn't get enough shows in. I got you know the shows I went to where I really enjoyed. Uh, I don't feel like I achieved enough, and now boom. I suppose one thing, yeah, indeed. I suppose the one thing we can say is that we did launched the empty spiral podcast in 2013 so we we had 40 odd episodes of that before the end of the year and hopefully we'll get us the same number or even more out this year which would be cool yeah great achievement by us i know i'm, I'm quite looking forward to uh well don't know really whatever comes up <laughs> so anyway what 
this kind of leads in. Do you see what I did there? Leads mm. in cleverly to the coup de in 2014 then. So what do we know? What do we want? What do we think is going to happen? And how excited are we for the forthcoming as yet untitled album? I guess it's fair to start off with what we know. Well, we know that the album is recorded. Uh, it's been been mixed. I don't know if they're doing any kind of... I don't want to say remixes. That's, that goes back to that hip-hop. Uh, <laughs> well, I like it. Remixes. Craftwork. Yeah. <laughs> Craftwork remix. Drum and bass. <laughs> Um, I guess it's fair to say it's either has been or it is being finalised as we speak. Uh, as far as the news I've heard is concerned, they're looking for a March, possibly end of March release for the album. There was also, um, if you listen to the interviews with Andrea from last year, you'd know that um, they're also looking to release a single soon, hopefully. Uh, I think it was in January. Was that right? Am I right there? My memory served me well. I think it does. Yeah, I think so. So we've got a single to come out. I don't know whether there'll be a video. I've not heard anything about videos. An album to come out. And then so far, um, we know that they have... Um, they've cancelled their appearance at Chip Rocked 2014 um, because of personal issues. So I hope... I'll just take this moment to, to hope everything's okay with the, the band and their families and that um, everything gets resolved as soon as possible without too much heartache. Um, and we also know that um, they're playing Bloodstock in the UK, which is in August. So that's the only festival we've seen so far. I'm assuming there's going to be more festivals. Yeah, you would think so. You'd think they would start in June, possibly, and maybe do Grass Pop. Or some some other European festivals and do do a run there and then skip over to here in August and tie tie it all in for the festival season maybe. Yeah, mm. I mean you've got a pick of the two main ones over as well as Bloodstock is as well as Download. They brought back Sonosphere, so you never know. There might be an announcement for for one of those two coming later in the summer. Can't yeah. be sure, but one can hope. Yeah, uh, absolutely true. Uh, of course, in the in Europe we'll have. Another, you've already mentioned Grass Park, there's Vacken, and there are quite a number of others. There's the uh, Italian festival, which name escapes me. Hard Rock? Girls of Metal. Yes, that's it. Um, and then, of course, there's obvious speculation as soon as Band brings out the new album that, um, that there'll be a headlining tour or at least a main support tour coming out, whether uh, in the US or in Europe or well elsewhere really the world is their oyster as it were I'd like to see them go further afield of course if they've been to the Far East before they've been to Australia before been to South America before um, obviously being very selfish I'd love to see them on my doorstep again but mm-hmm. uh, it's always good to see them to get out across the world as it were and and uh, tour in places they've not been to very often which is always nice Oh, I'm guessing that they're going to spend some time on the road in the US as well. Um, so, yeah, I would imagine it's going to be quite a hectic schedule of touring in 2014. That's not to say it wasn't a hectic schedule in 2013 either. As I recall, they spent a lot of time on the road. On yeah, various yeah. Tours. So, uh, are you going to travel far this year to see them? What are you, um, road trip USA? Mm, maybe. <laughs> what about you, Russ? 
Uh, wait and see what pops up. If there's uh, a destination that uh, is to my liking, there's there's nothing to say. I won't uh, jump ship and go and see what's happening for sure. I suspect that won't be me this year. I don't have the money to do it. Damn those people at university and houses and mortgages and stuff like that. Damn it all to hell. Uh, <laughs> and and then say the album itself out in March. Now we've heard very little about it. Uh, we've had a couple of interviews pretty much whilst they're in the UK supporting um, Paradise Lost sort of two months ago where there was some interviews that came out including a couple that I I did with Andrea and Christina where we got some yeah, pretty juicy information about the album itself uh, but that's pretty much all we have right now it's all been very quiet but A I'm hoping everything's okay and, and B I'm hoping that we're going to hear a or even better see a single soon yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that no news is good news, and hopefully, will it will just hit us straight away in March, maybe, and just wait and see. I hope that no news means that it's not just going to tick along until March, and then it gets released quietly. I hope there's a lot of promotion leading up to the album launch. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely excited for the the first single to drop when it drops. So, um, watch this space very much indeed. Indeed, indeed. What else we got? Oh yes, um, it's January, which is the first month of the year, and the nineteenth of January is the nineteenth of the first, or depending on how you read your calendar, one nineteen, uh, and it's therefore the unofficial Lacuna Coil Day, which is a day that we celebrate every year. Uh, you celebrate everything Lacuna Coil. Uh, it's for fans everywhere to express themselves. Post pictures, post stories, hold events, do whatever you want to do. Uh, what we're doing this year is uh, you can share your stories, share your events, both in the forums on EmptySpiral.net, as well as in the Lacuna uh, Core Day event, which is on the Empty Spiral Facebook page. So feel free to join the event. Feel free to post your pictures, uh, post any new merch you might have got for Christmas, uh, post any I don't know, pictures you've done, whatever it might be. Anything you want to do, bake some cakes, bake some biscuits, knit a, knit a scarf, um, you know, origami, Christina's, whatever it is you feel you can do, uh, bung them on the page and uh, that we'll send some prizes out to the ones that we like the best. So that's uh, the 19th of January. The official time of start is, of course, at 1.19 in the morning. Uh, and uh, we look forward to seeing what you all come up with, really. And... Uh, I'll be posting some stuff on there as well. I may even stay up to the early hours just to, you know, take a screenie of my iPhone or something. <laughs> there we go. Is it wrong that the moment you said origami, I immediately thought of origami lacuna coil ninja stars as a recurring theme in this podcast? For I sure. know. Yeah, I'm not sure they'd fly very well. Nah. Well, <laughs> make them out of card- cardboard origami. There you go. Is, is that? Is, isn't it the art of paper folding, Russ? I mean, it is. Yeah. But is, is not card an element of reinforced paper? I suppose. I suppose. What would you do? Could we, maybe we can come up with a design now. What would you do to make them folded then? Because I thought you'd just cut out the shape from a piece of cardboard. <laughs> you'd have to kind of do something to, to fold them, wouldn't you? Like, I don't know. Fold them in half. Two of them. Yeah, I think technically, if you use any form of glue, then it's not technically origami, is it? I don't know. It feels like it's breaking. If you breaking the mold, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I think you've you've kind of gone against origami etiquette if you do use <laughs> glue to do ninja stars. 
I really would like to see someone come up with an origami, I don't know, three-dimensional Elsie logo or something like that. would be pretty cool. There's some very talented people out there. Speaking of origami, did you see... Sorry, I'm just changing the subject completely. Did you see that they did origami um, Star Wars snowflake things? Did you see those? Yeah, yeah. They look quite good. I, I thought of it and then couldn't be bothered. I was going to put them on my tree, but in the end, I just, you know, put the ones I have every, I have every year. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Lost the plot then. Uh, that brings us on to our review this week, which is The Prophet Said, taken from the Kunikos album Comalize. So I'd like to welcome again Wukash to the podcast. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, thank you. Now, you wanted to join us to review A Prophet's Head, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I really like that song, so I thought it would be perfect for me to say a few words to it. Oh, we, we really appreciate you doing that. So, okay, what do you think of the song, then? Well, as you might know, uh, A Veins of Glass is my favourite Lacuna Coil song because I think it like, bridges all the great elements of the band. So I think this song... Manages to do that also. It's like the perfect combination of Christina's vocals in the chorus and Andy's like more rough vocals in the verses. It's it's pretty great song. One of my favorites on the album for sure. Wow. Okay. It's quite different from my own opinion. I have to say, it's not it's not one of my favorite songs. Um, really? I, I, no, no. I, 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 as as I as I say just now, I, I don't think it's a bad song, but it's um. It's not one that I kind of immediately go to when I'm on the album, so it's really interesting to get a, a different view on it. Um, w- one of the things I struggle with is is what the lyrics are about. Do you kind of have any idea? Because I still don't know. <laughs> yeah, the great thing about Lacuna Coil lyrics, especially in the first few albums, is that they are very open to interpretation. Mm-hmm. So this with this song, I think it's like it can be taken pretty literal when there's like two people like a couple when maybe the the guys maybe the the obsessed one maybe a bit abusive and the the doesn't see the the faults in his partner and the partner is like maybe uh i don't know uh, maybe she she still belongs to him and she feels like she's bound to that guy this is one maybe interpretation and the other one i think is maybe some someone that is maybe uh, led uh, all his life in in maybe uh, a lie and maybe this this lie is became so comforting that now this lie is a part of him and he's he's happy to live with those, those lies it's it's really very very open to interpretation i agree these, these lyrics can be can be interpreted on on a number of levels mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I really like the song because it like has the the more more aggressive like parts and the more mellow parts. It like for me, it's one of the perfect songs that would um, I think work as a live song. That that really is overlooked by many, but I think it would really uh, work great as a live song to really get the crowd going. That's a really good point, actually. We don't hear it live. I can't remember if I've ever heard this song live. No, no, it hasn't been played at all. Yeah, maybe we'll have to uh, encourage the band to to add it to the set list at some point. 
Yeah, yeah. I think they should have done something like play the whole Comalize album at one point because it is their breakout album. It is special on many levels and they played Karma Code Live but not Comalize, right? <laughs> That's right, yeah. Yeah, they've, kind of, they've, uh, they've almost skipped it, haven't they? They need to go back and do it. I mean, I think it's a missed opportunity given it was you know, 10 years old, um, a couple of years back and obviously on the first couple of episodes of the podcast we talked a, a lot about Comalize and we've interviewed the band about it uh, and of course in, in the near future we'll be just reviewing the whole album uh, as a as a complete entity and you're absolutely right it is a breakout album for them look at the impact look at Ozfest um it's, it's there's so many reasons why we should be treated with a, a set list of of Comalize from start to finish we'll have to set up an online pet, um, petition or something like that <laughs> yeah, we could start that. But going back to the song, I, I think it's it really has some nice guitar work, some really nice drumming by, by Chris. I sometimes uh, miss some of the stuff he used to do in older songs in, on the on the latest albums. I don't know. He like a bit changed his way of drumming, maybe some some simplifications here and there. But but on Comalize, I think it was one of the best uh, performance when it comes to drumming. Yeah, I, yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think that we've there's been a few songs that we've all mentioned. The drumming really comes out here, and it's the strength of the song. So you know, I can't disagree with you there. Yeah, and it's also the thing that the production, the production value on the album is great, and the drums just stand out in in so many songs because of the great production value. Mm. What about the guitar work in this? In this? Yeah, it's pretty simple, but really effective at the same time. The, the chugging riffs in like the the the, the end of the songs, the the beginning is is great. Really, I think it will be a perfect live song. Really, get the crowd going with with the faster parts and Andy singing. Yeah, we definitely got to push for that. I think we'll see what we can do. We'll ask some ask some questions and see what we can persuade them to do for us. So, yeah. what, what would you give the song out of ten then? Well, nine and a half. Nine wow, and a half. that's a big number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of my favorites for sure. I, I think I like it so much because it reminds me very much of Veins of Glass and that song structure and uh, the way the, the song works. But yeah, one of my favorites on the album for sure. Um, and maybe I think the favorite song maybe is Kamalize, but what yeah, the prophet said is, is really really high up there. Right. I'm a fan of this song, and I've always been a big fan of it. I think it gets a bit of a, not a bad reputation, but it's got that stigma about it that people now refer to it as we'll probably mention in further discussion as two songs spliced together as one. And I think even the band will sort of downplay the song as something that was just sort of thrown together in the studio at the last minute. But I've always liked this song for sort of the power and the energy that it's got. And also for the fact it's just weird because it is that different sort of compositions sort of thrown together. Obviously, the intro, you've got that chugging riff on the guitar and the bass. You've got that 4-4 four, four rhythm on the drums. And obviously, I think it's it's a very heavily driven song by Andrea. Obviously, you've got some clean verses in there, almost growl-like. Not out-and-out out death growls, but it's sort of a more aggressive vocal performance. And obviously, you've got Christina's vocal then comes in sort of places and offers sort of a, a slight reprise. So that's sort of the first half of the song. And then it's sort of... The change in the the tone and the textures, it almost goes into sort of a, a laid back sort of dreamy like, I don't know how to call it, but the song just totally changes as we all know and it just adds something different 
you get that sort of single picking changes on the guitar over the tempo of the song and uh, it just really sort of ex- accentuates the dual harmony on the vocals by Christina so it's a different song it's not the band's best song but it's a song that I do like fair enough I'm, I, I struggle with this song actually I have to say mixed feelings probably probably because it's two songs well okay yeah, there you yeah. go I've said it there, it's out there although I wasn't the first person to said it I think Marco talked about it when I did the interview with him about Comalite so you will find that interview on episode four of the Empty Sparrow podcast and I think he discusses it at that point about it being two different songs because I said it feels like two songs and you're right we have that chugging bass we have Andrea vocal which I really like actually I really like the way he sings the song and then about two minutes in boom it just it just flips and it becomes this mellow dreamlike song I I I think it's okay it's certainly not my favourite song on the album it's probably in fact it's probably my least favourite song on the album I don't think it's a bad song I just it doesn't stand out to me uh, a lot of people I know however rate it as their favourite song um, but I'm not those people in terms of uh, the music, I think the music is okay. Again, it doesn't stand out. I, I do feel that there's something incomplete about the music, and I can't quite put my finger on what it is. The lyrics I find absolutely baffling, and it's not often I say that. I've really, I've read these quite a lot, these lyrics, and I've really not much idea of what they're about. The only thing, and this is absolute speculation on my, my point, is I actually think they could be about religious belief and faith. Mm. Now, it could be argued that the title was really the only clue to that, but hey, I've got a string and I'm holding on to it. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting you say that because I have sort of thought the same. I mean, I've put down it really sort of raised religious questions, faith and beliefs, and it's almost like a, not an out and out, but you get a semblance of being sort of an anti-religious song. And then the weird thing in the lyrics, obviously it changes again lyrically as well as musically in the second half of the song. And if you were going to sort of throw it together in the same context, you'd also almost view it as sort of like an approach to the afterlife. Again, that's just one specific yeah, viewpoint yeah. and you can really interpret what you want. But it sort of talks about light and it talks about, you know, pureness in the second half of the song. And it's just a complete juxtaposition upon what comes before. Yeah, and I wonder if, that i mean I, I think you've actually made some really good points here. i i wonder if the if the first part of the song is the prophet sort of saying all these things and the second half of the song is the is someone responding to them because the fact that it's got light of my sight light in this temple i mean that's pretty blatant in, in some way okay. it could be obviously it could be metaphor but uh and i like the light in my truth lies in the darkness again there's just something kind of rich and evocative about that and then the second half of the song you've got that final verse where this is this is my harmony uh this is my prayer to give i'm all alone again i don't know i get this the only thing i can draw on that i think it's about religious faith and belief that's that's where i'm with this um i think andy and christina sing the song well actually as i said before but it's not a standout song on the album for me and i i I say it's probably my my least favourite. What do you think, Mike? Well, um, a big question mark, really, for me. Uh, I've been pondering over this for a while, and actually, I'm a bit of a, a bit of, I can't even speak now. A bit of a quandary <laughs> as to what I think it's all about. I'll I'll go on to the start with musically. I think 
the the intro is great and the guitars and then it starts with Andrea as we know and that goes on a bit and the the interaction with Christina dropping in and out works well but the, the thing that I'm puzzled about is the lyrics what it's what it means um, yeah like the rest of us <laughs> yeah I don't know whether it's like maybe Andrea as in someone that's very possessive and then Christina's like his inner thoughts of trying to almost calm him down that it, everything's not as it seems over something like that or I, I really don't know I can't put my finger on it I don't know whether you may have thought similar thoughts about yeah, it oh absolutely as I said it's, the whole thing is quite oblique to me and mm. uh, in my head the only thing I can conclude is it's possibly related to religious belief and faith and yeah um hence the name of the song as i said so it's just oh yeah <laughs> some of the most obscure lyrics i think that they they have certainly on coma lines oh yeah i've been thinking about it for a few days and like who is the prophet the prophet said a prophet said is a prophet one person as in christina speaking down to somebody or something like that but i mean i've just gone around and round in circles about the whole thing with it i mean it's it's a nice song but uh, i don't know not one of my favorites on the album mm-hmm. so musically musically it's good although after a while it starts to it just goes on a bit too long i mean the um the guitar work on it's fantastic and the drums throughout the whole album are good and they certainly represent themselves well here but i just think it it's missing a certain element of something compared to the other songs on the album. Um, what would you give in terms of score, guys? Prophet said it's, it's probably a seven and a half to, towards an eight, so I'll, I'll go with an eight, the Prophet said. Okay. So what about you, Mike? What are you going to give it as a score? Um, I think I'd give it a six and a half, maybe. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick with that. I actually, when I, when I wrote my notes for this, I was going to give this a very average five out of ten. But the more I've thought about it, and the more I've looked at the the words and, and and talked through it, I actually think it deserves a little bit more than that. I'll give this one a six out of ten. So there we go. The prophet said. brings us to a close today a short introduction to 2014 i hope you'll stay with us for the rest of the uh, podcast throughout the year uh, we're obviously gonna light our candles in preparation for the inevitable drop of the new album as well as uh, polish up our boots and uh, fill the car full of food for the almost inevitable road trip that, we'll, that we're hoping will come out later on in this year uh what are, what are you guys up to in the next week or so um, mainly work, I think, and relax in the evening and unwind, nice and relaxed. Fair enough. How about you, Russ? Yeah, similar to Mike, and I think I might uh, revisit the uh, the section of Kill Bill films this weekend. So that give me Saturday. Fair enough. As for me, I am playing through The Last of Us for a third time. It's still the one of the best games I've ever played, and certainly the best game on the PlayStation Three. And since the PlayStation Three is uh, getting much cheaper now the ps4 is out uh, if you've got the cash just go out and buy a playstation 3 you can get a bundle now with the last of us on 
you owe it to yourself because it's a fantastic game. Anyway, that's me and that's us. So uh, we look forward to speaking to you all soon. Take care, everybody. Bye bye. Cheers. See you guys.